0: Get in this money and we gotta get this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. We get in this money and we gotta chase this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't gotta ask. So 2026 has been on my mind. And I'm the type of person where I like to, to look far in advance, but I feel sometimes as people we can get caught in the past. So my motto for 2021 is don't be a dinosaur, but stay ahead of the curve. To give a little context, I have my boy Greg in the building. Greg, say what's up to the people.
1: Uh, thanks for having me on, appreciate
0: it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just to give context, you know, um, you and I will talk about how to defeat imposter syndrome. You know, you and I were in the same clubhouse room and uh, that, that was epic, man, that was epic. So, um, before we get into that topic though, um, what, did, what do you like to eat for brunch, bro? Um, just a, a little <laughs> icebreaker question.
1: So, uh, so I uh, was out at Pacific Beach for quite a bit in San Diego for 15 years. And there's this little spot right by my place, walking distance, called Crush. Uh, so a friend of me, mine, Amy Bowser opened that up. And they make the best uh, carne asada Benedict. And they, really? they make this, like, green holiday, like, salsa sauce. Super. Uh, that's that's my, my main thing. And then chilaquiles, of course, is another thing.
0: <sighs> Yo, that's dope, bro. I, I've never I've never been there. So is that just a local place? Or do they do they yeah. have multiple locations?
1: Yeah, so so she's been in the industry, you know, in the bar industry, and uh, they, they her and her husband opened this place up and man it it it's it hit hard, you know. When you go there there's a long waiting, you know, there's a long wait for it and food's just great there, atmosphere's great, it's right by the beach, so you know, everybody it's a spot to hit if you're ever in Pacific Beach San Diego.
0: Yo, so for me, whenever I travel places, I I, I try their pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, man. I love pizza, man. I'm from New York, so I love pizza. And then uh, I tried pe- uh, brunch places. You know what I'm saying? So if we talk in locations, yeah. like honestly, the best breakfast place I've ever been to is called Iron G- Iron Gate Cafe. It's in Albany, New York, of all places. Okay. Oh my God, bro! I listen, man. It's not just the food, but it's the the experience, man. Like I think the, I think the restaurant used to be a mansion. And then the mansion was turned into a school and then somebody else bought it and turned into a restaurant. So it has a lot of history and the food is delicious and the customer service is off the chain, bro. Off the chain. So that,
1: that's, Those places are always cool, man. Going to places like that, like little hole in the walls that are houses or something and turning into restaurants. Exactly. exactly.
0: But yeah, if I'm, ever, if I'm ever in your area, man, I'm definitely going to try that place. Perfect. So let's, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Um, first... When it comes to Im- imposter syndrome, why do you think people deal with that? Just in general, like it's it's something we I all mean, all deal with. So it's like, what do you think? And there's just you know, general. Like, what do you feel? Why do people deal with it?
1: Well, it's. Uh, I think it. You know, it comes hand in hand with self with self doubt. Imposter syndrome. You're doubting yourself every time you're you're in the room. Um, for instance, you know, I know Clubhouse. Uh, that's where we met. It's a great app. You get in there and there's rooms all about self-doubt and it, it's always like, oh, I don't belong. I don't belong. I'm not intelligent enough. I don't have the vocabulary that these people have. And, and you make yourself so inferior that you you forget where you came from and how you got to the point where you, you know, you got. And, uh, you know, once you, you start growing that career, that ladder, you know, career wise, it gets it gets more difficult you get people that are like sharp well more established than you and and you feel like you you don't belong that's you know that's my opinion at least
0: yeah you know i think to go along with what you're saying because like you said some people may feel like they're not intelligent enough or this and the third and you know maybe social media has something to do with that not that i'm putting the blame on social media but it's so easy to see what other people are doing it's so easy to um, compare yourself with other people. And, you know, I feel like we all do that, even if it's not social media related. It's just kind of like, you know, who you know they ask us questions like, who is your hero? Who do you look, look up to? Um, and then there, for some, it could be uh, parental pressure. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, oh, you know, hey, son, I want you to be this. Hey, daughter, I want you to be this. And if you miss those marks, you can have self-doubt, but no matter what, like we all, we all struggle with self-doubt. So I totally, I totally agree with you on that, man. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like my, like, just, uh, you know, my experience with the self-doubt thing is like I, I explained to you before, I'm in the medical industry and I'm selling products to surgeons and uh, medical staff and, you know, coming into there, I was excited about it, but then I, I you know, my mind just came into play and it was like, Hey, you're this punk little kid that just started in this medical industry, and you're talking to these surgeons that are well known across the world that's gone to school for eight years that are saving people's lives. Like, how am I in the same room with them? How am I in the same environment having these conversations? Like, how am I supposed to educate this guy? You know, and it, and it took a while to get out of that, and and I know it held me back from being even more successful. I, you know, I I think I just scratched the surface when I would go in there. I would ask the questions that weren't the uncomfortable questions that I needed to ask the weren't the, they weren't, I mean, I was asking the correct questions, but I could have gotten deeper and branched out into that, you know, account and made procedures a lot easier for multiple doctors. Instead of just this one doctor, I was, I was looking at the destination rather than the, you know, the steps I took to get there Mm. and I would just lose focus. And the result, you know, if I failed, I was like, yeah, I failed. That's it. And you know, I, I'm a failure. And then that imposter syndrome kicked in instead of saying, Hey, take a step back where, you know, what steps did we take? How close did we get to that destination? We wanted to grab all that information that we got, you know, and then you're not starting from scratch. You're just starting from where you failed, fixing that situation and then going beyond that. Um, so that was a, that was a big thing of mine. And, you know, I would come home and and feel guilty about not asking more questions and feel shameful. And it led to, you know, anxiety and self, more self-doubt and self-sabotage and you know using substances to, to, to quiet the mind to numb myself and I, I never gave my chance my, um, myself a chance to really to really in a way heal and to really learn what I did wrong where did I take the wrong turn and turning that into my success you know into getting better to improving my you know sales skills or whatever it is and even in personal life you know plays a big a big part in there as well,
0: yeah man yo, I appreciate you being vulnerable. I appreciate you sharing what you're sharing because like you know i can i can I can relate to that because for me, I have a learning disability, and then I also suffer for, from from a little bit of a uh brain uh brain damage. so for me, it's like sometimes I don't feel smart enough, you know what I mean, especially like you know even not, not just clubhouse, but just in general. Um, I'm like, yo, what, what if I'm not saying the right thing? Or especially when I'm posting or texting someone and I spell a word wrong, I'm quick to 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 correct that. Or, you know, if I make a social media post, I kind of like reread it and reread it because like if one word is spelt wrong, I feel like I don't have intelligence. And you know how it is. Like even sometimes we talk text and sometimes the talk text might put the wrong word and the grammar might sound a little funny or be a little off. So I'm very, I try to, I guess I try to overcompensate because I want to make sure that, um, you know, I don't look, I don't look like a fool. And another thing too, sometimes I feel like I don't fit in. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, I don't know if it's because I have nine younger sisters and I'm the only, you know, I'm the only boy, I'm the oldest. And then I don't know if it's just like, okay, family dynamic. Um, I'm definitely uh, more entrepreneurial and like, you know, if you was to look at how many entrepreneurial people are versus uh those who just want, you know, a regular job or something like that, it might be drastically different. Sure. So for me, um, you know, that's where my imposter syndrome comes in. Like, am I am I smart enough? You know, um, am I intelligent enough? And that's something I, I, I deal yeah. with on a daily basis. Even even like when I'm interviewing people sometimes, even if I'm full transparent, <laughs> like you know, am I yeah, making no, sense? Yeah. You know,
1: no, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, and, and and I think that has a big thing to play with mental health. Uh, you know, mental health is uh, is something. You know, I'm I'm glad it's getting recognition now, but before it wasn't. And and I was talking to a buddy the other day and talking about how I felt like I needed to be quiet about my anxiety, my depression, or what you know what what I was going through because from the outside, people looking from the outside looking at the cover. I was, I was living the white picket fence life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was that kid that was spoon fed. My family, you know, had, you know, businesses, they were making money, but you know, they didn't know. So I, I never spoke up, man, until took 34 years for me to finally get out of my comfort zone and, and explain to people how I really felt and how I'm feeling. And it, it just feels like this, these chains are finally off of me. This weight is lifted off my shoulders and, you know, going back to church and, and going to men's ministry and listening to these guys that, that went through some shit. And uh, it's it's empowering, man. And then, you know, I was so scared to share and be vulnerable. That first room I was in with you, you know, I, I remember my friend Marlene, she's the one that got me into it, um, into Clubhouse. And like, she threw me into the fire. She's like, I think my friend Greg wants to, to share. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and my heart was just racing. Like, I was like, there's all these people in here that are intelligent that just shared like their shit. And they sounded so, you know, so sharp about it. Like they sounded like they knew what their purpose was, how they were handling this. And so I just jumped in, man. And I went and thank God, like you came in and you just, you, you changed my whole mindset, man. It it just took that one person, that one person to say, Hey man, no, I, I completely understand. This is how it is. Like I can help you out. You invited me to this podcast for the first time, you know, it got me out of my comfort zone. And now I find myself jumping into these mental health rooms and sharing my experience, you know, in hopes that I could help somebody else the way you helped me come out of that shell, come out of that comfort zone. And now, you know, I, I catch myself telling myself like, Hey dude, good job. You are, you were smart enough. You did a great job there. You know, keep going, keep pushing yourself. And it's, uh, it's relieving, man. The mental clarity that I've had lately, you know, i I stopped the alcohol and everything and I think that was a big thing getting in the way, you know. Yeah, you would numb yourself. You would feel great when you were drunk or whatever, you know. And it's uh you just felt that you didn't feel you were numb. So mm-hmm. everything was okay. Right. But once you came off of that, the anxiety just kicked in even harder and the guilt and the shame came to play with it and that mental health kicked in and you know, now that they, that completely subbed that out, it was getting in my way. I just realized that. It was definitely getting in my way for me becoming successful in my career as well as, as in my personal life you know with being a better son being a better brother being a better significant other you know being a better employee it, it just it's uh it's, it's it's a trip and and like there's uh kids out there and that's what I want to do I want to try to start something like that is uh kids like me that that don't have a voice that feel like they have to be quiet about how they're feeling and I'm not trying to take anything away from the kids that did have like. The crazy life, they didn't have anything. We're living you know, right, right. on the streets with their parents and stuff. Like I don't want to take anything. I, I feel that. But <clears throat> you know, I was reading some articles. There's those kids that that do have the life and you know they might have some trauma during their childhood, but it's never brought up because no one ever sees it and they're not they're not allowed to talk about it. Right. And um, you know they're quiet. And I've been reading articles like I've been really digging into it. It's kids that kill themselves. You know, mm. like there's a kid in Newport Beach a couple weeks ago uh 20 something years old and he killed himself I mean, whether it was over it was uh i think it was an overdose and there was a gun found or something but crazy they, but they're, they're talking about how oh yeah he was just uh he was just a drug he was just that no there was something that stemmed to that you know what i mean why was he taking the drug right there's a reason and like maybe he wasn't getting the love from his parents and, and of course the parents don't want to talk about it they're like oh yeah he was just hanging out with the wrong people it's like no man there's a. Uh, when you're going through pain and you're going through that suffering, you are looking for some type of release, some type of escape. And some people aren't lucky enough to find the healthy escape. They find the kids that are going through the same shit, but they're using substances to, to numb it. And, uh, and, you know, I'm lucky I caught myself when I caught myself, you know, and I had to lose a few things in order for me to really humble myself and I'd be like, dude, this this is your issue right here. We need to we need to, you know, take this little easy escape out and put in the hard work, the hard fucking work that's gonna make you grow, that's gonna help you heal, that's gonna give you this confidence, this uh, this just self-esteem that you that you deserve to have. Because you are a good person. People love you for being funny, for being outgoing, for you know being this and that. But along the way, you know, you start getting responsibilities. You start getting so much on your plate that you lose your inner child. You lose it. And that's what makes you you, I believe. Like, that's my opinion. Like, I always had the inner child until the career started getting crazier. It started getting more serious. And I started following what society was telling me to do instead of what I was supposed to do. Meaning, I still need to be that fun-loving guy in the hospital with with these (laughs) doctors. like, And just not give a shit. Be myself. Not be like... Oh this this is the product, this is blah blah blah. No, joke around them, fuck around. They love that. And I lost that along the way and, and it killed me, I think. It just it started killing my person, it started killing my drive. And now after the church thing, after clubhouse, you know, attending AA meetings too. It's it's uh it's it's crazy, man. My mind is just so open to everything now. My I, I'm looking at life through a different lens and it's beautiful, dude. And it's That's like amazing. I wake up in the morning and I'm grateful to wake up in a warm bed, you know, the smallest little thing, I'm grateful that when I open up my fridge, there's food there, and, like, I listen to some of these guys, are talking about, like, oh, yeah, dude, I was so happy when, uh, at our sober living facility, we opened our pantry, and there was something in there that wasn't expired, and they were grateful as fuck, and I'm, like, dude, my whole life, I'm, like, opening my fridge, like, oh, I don't want to eat that shit, <laughs> I mean, it's just simple little, simple little things like that, I'm just, like, it, it, it blows my mind. But if we could get back to just being grateful for the little things, you know, like having a cold brew coffee that I, I you know, have every morning. Like, I'm so grateful for that now. And before I was just like, I took it for granted. You know, I got a, a roof over my head. I got, I got a nice car. And like, it was just all taken for granted because I was living in the future or I was dwelling on the past. I wasn't living in the present. And the present moment is where, where things really happen. And right now, presently, I'm working on myself, you know, I'm meditating, I'm reading the Bible, I'm journaling things I never thought I would do again, like things that I thought were stupid, like, oh, spirituality, what, what is that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's dumb, like, but dude, now it's, it's a trip, it works, it works. In a matter of a few months, my mindset has gone from life fucking sucks, I don't know what I'm doing, to wow, there's so much more to learn, and I'm so excited to continue this journey. Like, I have so much passion in it now that it's just driving me. Like, I'm excited. I was so excited about this podcast. You know, I'm excited to get on Clubhouse Rooms and, and share. I'm excited to connect with these people that are going through the same experience. And I hope and I pray to God that one day my experience is going to help somebody get out of that funk, you know, wherever they are. Like, hey, like, can I talk to you? You know, they open up to it. They they get out of their comfort zone. They share their experience. They share their story. So it's, uh, like I said, I, I guess you could tell I might be rambling, man, but I just, I love it. I, you know, it's just opened a whole new, just a whole new life for me. Like, I'm, I just stare at things and I'm just like, wow, that, that's, that's cool. Things I would never stare at.
0: Yeah, man, like the no other day you know. I was
1: walking and the birds were chirping, the sun was out. And I know it sounds so, you know, <laughs> so, so cliche and so like, just cheesy, but I was like, wow, I've never noticed this shit. Like, I was just so caught up in myself and so self-centered, I never looked at what was around me. It was just tunnel vision. And now everything's starting to open up for me, and it, it feels great, man. It's a peace that I have not felt in such a long time, and I could sit in my apartment by myself. I was always anxious that I was alone. Like, I would get lonely, but not anymore. Like, I sit there and I smile. I'm like, I get to be alone and, like, be with me and, and you know, hang out with me and, and chill. I catch myself singing to myself now, you know, that, that inner child starting to come back out and it's great. It's such a great feeling.
0: Yeah, man. You know, the the, the thing about it, I appreciate you, um, shouting me out, but I feel like, you know, part of what makes you powerful is your vulnerability. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I think sometimes is, I don't know if it's, uh, because of the country we live in, or just the dynamic or uh, social pressure. But um, I was in this room, and it talked about the nine different types of intelligence, you know, and I think sometimes we put um, a lot of emphasis on two of them, which is, you know, related to academics, but there's so many different kinds. Um, And aside from that, like you're talking about gratitude, uh, you know, Brittany and I, Britt Kent and I, you know, her and I do Business Bites with Mason, which is separate from this podcast, which is the Lunch Break Podcast. Um, we talked about uh, gratitude versus discontentment, you know, and, and and I feel like gratitude is a mindset. Gratitude is like a perspective. It's kind of like, you know, you could have two different people. They could live in the same house. They could be identical twins one can have a grateful mindset, one can have a discontent mindset. And, and I've been there, you know, I've been there where I looked at life from, from a negative perspective. Um, sure. And when you, when you were in that mode, it's like nothing could go right. You know, you feel defeated, and, you know what I'm saying? But when you have gratitude, I think maybe gratitude is one of the things to help defeat imposter syndrome because even if we have self-doubt, we're grateful for what we have, you know what I'm saying? And it makes us want to fight just a little harder um, and get to that next level. Um, and so definitely appreciate you sharing because it's like, I remember in 2017, that year, I hit rock bottom, that year was 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 extremely tough for me, but I had to look at what was more important. You know, it wasn't money. It wasn't You know a prestigious career or or business it was it was the more intangibles like having rich relationships with friends having you know being solid with family it's you know uh meditation you know what i'm saying like going for walks hiking those things appreciate the things around you and the people around you um because honestly like there was there was a period of time where it was just like it was all about my ambitions I didn't really care too much about anything else. I would put my ambitions above everything, but now it's like the people that matter. That's what I. That's what I put first. Um, so, besides gratitude, what is one other thing you would say can help people defeat imposter syndrome?
1: Sharing your experience, there. getting getting out of your uh, comfort zone, really coming out, and and if you feel. If you feel ashamed for feeling that way, don't because you're not unique. And that's what I learned, too. My feelings weren't unique. I was always afraid to share as well, you know, not just because I didn't feel like I was allowed to, but I was afraid that people were going to think I was crazy. People were going to think I was weak. You know, the judgment, the judgment from the outside world was going to kill me. You know, it was going to was going to drive me down even more than what I already was. But I'm not unique. And, you know, going into these clubhouse rooms there's people with all sorts of things and they're so positive and they're, they're, they got this, this hope. And it, it all started with them taking that first step of coming out of their comfort zone and sharing no matter how uncomfortable it is driving through that fear is, is such a big win, big accomplishment. And people don't look at it as that, you know, people look at it as a weakness. It's not, man, it's a strength. It's super powerful when, when someone can share their story and, and, Bring somebody out of their comfort zone to share this, to, to share theirs. That's that's such a powerful thing. I love it. You know, I love the social platform that Clubhouses is building. And yeah, there are those rooms on there that I don't even dabble with, but for the most <laughs> part, dude, every, everybody on there is like they're they're like they're so into their spiritual beliefs and like they're growing as a human and trying to help other people. And that's so amazing to me, dude. And and the world needs that now more than ever you know, through all, all the right. stuff we've been through the last four years, especially here. Um, and it, it's just it's it's just a bright light. And uh, you know, I'm I'm excited, like I said, you know, for for this journey and I, I hope I and I you know, I hope I can help somebody. That if I can help oh, somebody out of my experiences, you are sharing, you are helping I, I people. would be I would be helping.
0: You are helping people. In those rooms you're definitely helping people and when people hear this episode they're definitely gonna be helped. And to wrap up the episode, I will say that um, this conversation proves that business is personal in, from my viewpoint, because, um, <laughs> you know, like there's, there might be vices in someone's life. There's been so many, whether they're a musician, athlete, uh, millionaire, who lost it all because of imposter syndrome. It had nothing to do with anything else. Yep. You know, there's been so many people, they, they, they made 200 million and they end up, 200 million in debt. It's like, how'd that happen? Well, uh, they, they were chasing vices. Um, I don't know your, you. what your take is on our business is personal, but, um, I definitely feel like this, this, this plays a role, um, in, in that. And I hope people can find themselves and share their story, especially cause you said somebody committed, you know, they, they took their life because they was going through so much pain. But sometimes, especially as men, it's, it's hard to open up, but we got to, we got to start talking yeah, about
1: exactly. it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's, uh, it's huge, man. It's a, it's a big first step to take, but it, it's it's all worth it. It'll be so worth it at the end. The lunch
0: break media
1: group. JB
0: is the founder. Madison and Mason. I'm so glad he found us. James is like Birdman and I'm little. this money and we got to get this bag. Are we scaling to the next level? You don't got to ask. We in this
1: money and we got to chase this bag. Are we
0: scaling to the next level? You don't got to ask.